In reality television, the people are represented by two separate but equally obsessed attorneys. This is their podcast. Hi, I'm Ceci. And I'm Angela. And this is the Bravo Docket. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the Bravo Docket. This is an episode of our legal brief. So we're tackling a small subject matter, something that right now we don't want to do a deep dive on, but requires an immediate update to you. So on this one, we're going to be talking about a lawsuit that named... Crystal Kung Minkoff. You want to take it from there? Yeah. So there was a basic sort of motor vehicle accident lawsuit that was filed in California in state court alleging negligence and injuries from a motor vehicle accident. The plaintiff's name is Candace and the defendant's name is the defendants are Crystal's brother, Jeffrey Kung, and then Crystal Kung Minkoff and then Robert Minkoff, which is her husband. And in very standard sort of motor vehicle accident complaint wording. It says Jeffrey Kung, Crystal Kung Minkoff, and Robert Minkoff, here and after, collectively referred to as defendants, their employees and or agents, and each of them so negligently, carelessly, recklessly, and wantonly managed, maintained, controlled, operated, and or entrusted their motor vehicle, here and after defendant's vehicle, so as to legally cause Candace S. here and after plaintiff to be injured when the driver of defendant's vehicle suddenly, unexpectedly, and negligently operated defendant's vehicle so as to legally cause a collision with plaintiff while plaintiff was driving her motor vehicle, a 2008 Audi Q3, which is a lot of lawyer speak that is just basically someone wasn't driving carefully enough and they hit my vehicle and they damaged my vehicle and now I've been injured. <laughs> and I'm not familiar with LA the way that Ceci is, but it says while plaintiff was operating a motor vehicle, an Audi Q8, Traveling on the Interstate 10, waiting to exit at North Bundy Drive in Los Angeles, California, plaintiff was suddenly and violently rear-ended by defendant's vehicle. Defendants collided with plaintiff with such speed and force that plaintiff's vehicle propelled into the vehicle in front of her. Defendant driver exited defendant's vehicle and admitted he was distracted. Defendants caused a collision, and then they cite the violation of the traffic code. This is a very standard motor vehicle accident, personal injury lawsuit. So who was driving, Ceci? Crystal's brother, Jeffrey Kung was driving the vehicle. 
And for some reason, they think that Jeffrey is employed by Crystal and Robert. And then they say that the owner of the vehicle is Crystal. And then the people who entrusted the vehicle are Crystal and Robert. So what does it mean to entrust the vehicle? That's, again, more lawyer speak by basically saying, well, you let this person drive the vehicle and or this person was in your employ and therefore your agent when they rear-ended me. This is to say anybody can go down and pay the filing fee and file a lawsuit. You actually don't even have to be a lawyer to file a lawsuit. Now, obviously, we don't recommend that, but (laughs) anybody can file a lawsuit. You pay the filing fee. Obviously, if you haven't been to law school, you will probably have some trouble figuring out standing, venue, all that type of stuff, the correct way to word the legal claims. Right. And that's exactly what the claimant here did. She's not an attorney, it doesn't look like. This is just an allegation. And because Crystal and Robert are in the public eye, and apparently it was their vehicle that was being driven, it's pretty standard practice to sue the other people involved that may or may not be deep pockets. Yeah. And it's probable that Jeffrey got out and was like, this isn't my car. Here's all the owner information. Right. I'm so sorry. Candace, the plaintiff, was like, all right, I'm going after all you guys. <laughs> it's interesting that she doesn't specify any specific injuries in here, how she was harmed by the rear end. So does she have any specific damages that she claims? So she claims she has suffered wage loss, loss of use of property, hospital and medical expenses, general damage, property damage, loss of earning capacity, and other damage, and it says specify, and she said non-economic damage, including but not limited to past and future physical pain, mental suffering, loss of enjoyment of life, disfigurement, physical pain, inconvenience, grief, anxiety, humiliation, and emotional distress, and then cost of suit and prejudgment interest. It's pretty standard in these types of personal injury accidents to allege every possible damage that they can, at least on the outset. So what happens? Let's say you accidentally rear end somebody. Let's say you're on TikTok and you're not supposed to be and you're at a stoplight and you look up and you think the light's green and you're not paying enough attention and the person in front of you doesn't go and you rear end them. And it's at a very maybe even slow rate of speed of 20 miles an hour or something. Don't do a ton of damage. What happens next? Sessie, have you ever been in that situation? Yeah, I usually like exchange insurance info. I feel like anyone that's driven in L.A. has been in a motor vehicle accident at some point. Yeah, no, we got rear-ended here in San Francisco. But there and the other accidents that I've known about, like my parents got rear-ended, I feel like usually the insurance will handle it and will deal with the claims through their own claim investigation process and whatnot. I've personally never had an accident go beyond insurance and go to hiring counsel and the civil process. So I'm not familiar with that. So it'd be great if you could explain it to me and our listeners. And I will add, I've never been in an accident while driving. So just want to put it out there. I consider myself to be a decent driver. I don't like driving, but I consider myself to be decent enough that I have not myself been rear-ended or gone into an accident while driving and had to do the whole song and dance with insurance. So you exchange your insurance, and then if one person decides that they're going to make a claim, they will go to a plaintiff's attorney. The plaintiff's attorney will sign them up, tell them to go to a chiropractor or provide whatever medical documentation that they have. Sometimes a plaintiff's attorney will even refer the person in the motor vehicle accident that's wanting to claim damages to a specific chiropractor or to a specific doctor, like an orthopedic surgeon. And sometimes that orthopedic surgeon doesn't get paid 
unless they actually get to collect on the personal injury lawsuit. So this happens very frequently in a lot of jurisdictions, and it's pretty common. But what then will happen is that your insurance company will get you a lawyer on your behalf. The lawyer will defend it, try to negotiate or settle, or maybe there will be a trial. But that's why you have car insurance. One of the many reasons why you have car insurance. I mean, I've never been involved in an accident that ends up going through any civil court. Yeah, most people don't because most of the time accidents are hopefully minimal. No one's actually injured. Even in a rear end accident, especially if this is a newer, nice car, there's a lot of things that have been done to those vehicles to make them safe and to prevent injury to you in that type of accident. So a low impact rear end in basic LA traffic typically isn't going to cause a ton of damage to you that would require a lawsuit to be filed. I want to add that it does feel pretty apt that we're talking about another personal injury claim. Given our coverage on Gwyneth Paltrow's lawsuit, if you want to learn about the Gwyneth Paltrow trial that involved a ski accident, we have a full episode on that. I think it's three episodes before this one. So go listen to that. But it's kind of interesting to be talking about another personal injury lawsuit especially one that is usually handled through insurance. But yeah, so I have to imagine that in the Gwyneth Paltrow lawsuit, and here they made similar allegations. So for a basic motor vehicle accident like this, can you let the people know what you would typically allege in the lawsuit? The basics of a negligence claim. It's you had a duty, they had a duty to drive safely, they breached that duty, and then this person is claiming they suffered damages. Now, in California, we've talked about this in our medical malpractice episodes, but California law limits non-economic damages to $250,000. At least as far as I know, California does not have caps on personal injury cases that are outside of medical malpractice. But as far as I know, just general sort of personal injury cases, there isn't a limit on the non-economic damages. Let's explain what non-economic damages are. We've talked a lot about punitive damages, which is about punishing the person. So it's beyond compensatory, beyond what the person's owed. What are non-economic damages? Non-economic damages, that's pain and suffering. Because I had this auto accident and because, let's say, for example, you're a model living in California, you're a swimsuit model, you get into a car accident that's not your fault, it's on the freeway, it's actually really bad, there's a fire, and your entire left leg gets burned. Now you can walk again, but you've got burn scars from your ankle to your hip on your left leg. You can no longer be a swimsuit model because of the unfair, unreasonable beauty standards in swimsuit modeling, and your leg is permanently disfigured. You could demonstrate, for example, income that you had gotten consistently from being a swimsuit model in LA. So you would have your economic damages, and those would be projected forward, so past and future. And then you would say, Here's my medical bills for all the burn treatment. Again, this is still non-economic damages. But then what's your pain and suffering? And that's really hard to define. Like, how do you put a price on that? That's a difficult thing to do. So plaintiff's attorneys will argue that sometimes it's saying, OK, well, if, if this, if these were the costs for the economic damages, then what is the, the mental cost of this, the physical pain and suffering that somebody actually felt? And then the mental pain from suffering from the disfigurement and then from the loss of enjoyment of life. This person that was very athletic and used to go to the beach and do all these things, now they can't enjoy that the same way because of these damages. And so that's what 
non-economic damages are supposed to cover. What is she seeking in damages? Uh, it doesn't have a specified amount. This is just, it looks like in state court in California, there's a pretty standard form. It literally has like on the complaint, it literally had check boxes that you just check and say, filling mm-hmm. out. So we don't know. Ceci, any other questions about personal injury, motor vehicle accident, basic claims? I don't have any, but if any of our listeners have any, feel free to connect with us on Instagram or our Patreon, where we often have discussions about our episodes. If you want to listen to this episode before everyone else does, join our appellate or Supreme Court Patreon tiers, and you get to hear this episode before anyone else does. Drive safely, you guys. Thank you for listening. Bye, legal team. The Bravo Docket is part of the ACAST Creator Network. <laughs>